What's up, everybody? This is Inside the North Side. I hope everyone's having a great weekend. Um, hope everyone's had a great week. Um, it was a very so-so week for me, I guess. It's just same old, same old. You know, wearing a face mask, wearing a glove, delivering food to people, and so on and so forth. So, I'm stuck in a cycle again. <laughs> Anywho... Uh, before we start, I would like to thank our guests who were on our previous episode. Um, thank you very much for being on our show and for the wonderful topics that we discussed and some very, um, very relatable things that we talked about, like, you know, like mental health issues and just, you know, stuff that people are going through right now. So, um, it's good to talk about stuff like that and um yeah it, it's it's uh it's gotten a lot of uh listens already within the first couple like the first maybe two three days it got like nine listens which i was really shocked because that's actually the like the second third time that's happened and um i i, I must have been something good i mean somebody must have liked what they heard because i mean it's already at like 20 listens and that is what the second most listens I've gotten for an episode. The first one is when I've got with um, Zach Bas- Zach Baxter for um, the Knights of the Drunk Watch. So those two are my most listened episodes. His is like 51, I think. And um, Sam's is at 20 as of now. So um, thank you all for wh- whoever listened, you know. Um, it really means a lot and it's, it's, it's good that we hit, like I said, we hit on some things that people are, uh, going through right now and they can relate to when, you know, they have somebody else talking about it and say, well, you know, I, I feel the same way. And, you know, it's nice to know that there's people out there who are going through the same thing as me or they feel the same way as me. So that's good. Good to get that out of there. Um, and just, you know, be relatable to certain people. So. Uh, what's been going on this week for me? Like I said, I've just been working constantly, still doing the same old delivering stuff like that. Um, funny thing, actually, I, um, I was working at a school the other day and, um, I don't know where this guy in, in a uniform comes in and he's walking and he's like greeting people. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. What's, what's he, what's he doing here? at a high school. So I kind of go and I self-examine, which is me being nosy. And I see that he's, um, he's volunteering for the food bank, the Houston food bank. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I guess. I mean, did you have to come in your uniform? But you know, whatever. So I'm just like, whatever I'm doing my work, I'm moving stuff, but it's not. So out of nowhere, he starts like of course, he's wearing his his uh his mask, and I see his mouth move, and he's looking my direction. And me, I have my headphones on, I got my music blaring. I'm not really paying attention to anybody at all. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to take out my headphones because this guy wants to talk to me. So I take him out, and he starts telling me, "Hey, man, um, do you have any hand sanitizer?" And I was like, "Uh, of 
course. Yeah. And I, of course, I have a little bottle. I pull it out. He's like, is that going to be enough for everybody? I'm like, why? What the what the fuck is that supposed to mean? And um, he, and he was like, well, do you have any gloves with you? Obviously not. Do you see me wearing any? I didn't say that in my head. I was. I was like, that's a stupid question to ask me. You just asked two stupid questions in a row. So then he was like, you know, I highly, highly advise you to wear gloves just to help everybody out and to keep everybody safe and healthy. I was like, well, how are me wearing gloves going to keep people healthy? Do you obviously understand what you're saying? I mean, dude, I have hand sanitizer in my pocket with me constantly, you know. So he's like, yeah, man, it, it's really good. You should just wear the gloves. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this dude. I don't give a fuck. Um, so then maybe like 10, 15 minutes later, um, he says it again. Hey, man, um, did, did you check and see if there's any gloves? I'm like, come on, man. I said, like, you know what? Let me go look. So I see a box and I'm like, whatever. I'll put these gloves on. I don't really like wearing gloves. Because one, it get they get really like sweaty. Two, they're pointless because you're just gonna wear them one time and throw them away. So why am I gonna waste a pair of gloves like that? And three, nobody's bothering me about wearing not wearing gloves. So you know, if my supervisors and these people here are okay with it, then you should be okay with it, dude. I mean, just because you're in your your uniform doesn't mean that you have like this authority over me. I respect you, but you're not my boss. So and whatever, I go put him on and then I'm, I'm continuing to do what I'm doing. He's, he, he, he's like, great job, buddy. You're, you're doing your part. And I'm like, really, dude, I don't know if you're being nice. Honestly, I don't know if you're being nice for real or you're just being like, a dick and it's hard for me to decipher the two because I have managerial people who are over me that do the same thing and I can't tell and I like my first thinking is my first instinct is to like wow what a fucking douche you don't gotta be a jackass dude and it's like dude I don't even know if he's actually being nice or not but I mean it's Really none of his business. If I'm not wearing gloves, I'm not wearing gloves. Dude, I have hand sanitizer. I'm good. I'm not going to share with everybody. What the fuck, you know? So, every time he sees me, he's throwing up the, the thumb. And I'm like, please, just just get the fuck out of here. So, our work is done. And he takes food and water and this and that. And, you know, he's. I'm like, yeah, you know, thank you for your service, whatever. And like, I thought he was in the army because he was wearing his uniform and me. That's the only one that I know of. But and someone's like, no, he's with the National Guard. And I'm like, really? The National Guard? Really, guys? You're like the low tier of like everybody else. It's like Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force. Go all the way down. He's a National Guard. So it's like, I mean, I still respect them. I mean, they're. They're men in uniform. They protect our country, whatever they do, you know, from a cat or a burglar or whatever they want to do. But 
I'm not shitting on them, but I'm just, you know, it's a joke. Um, I went to school with a lot of people who wanted to be in the National Guard. And they always got shit for it because they're always getting made fun of because it's like, you're going to the National Guard, really? It's like, huh, well, you'll never be in the Army then. So um, I was like, whatever, hope I don't see this guy again. And I started talking crap about him. And then I ended up seeing him today at the at the next school I was at. And I'm like, <sighs> so I put the gloves on with him and he went telling me. And I, I didn't get his name or anything like that, but the vibe I got from him was just like, he's those people that does too much. And it's like, okay, I, under, you're, I understand you are under that, the oath is to protect and serve, you know, this country and the people and this and that. But if it was me, I mean, I'd just be like, you know, I'm just a volunteer. And the thing is, he's volunteering for the food bank. If we have, we have no connection with the food bank anymore. Other, other than them just giving us the donations. That's it. They're not at the sites with us. They're not helping us. It's, it's weird. And it's like, why are y'all coming here to these schools to look at, you know, what's going on? Um, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're not, I, I'm, I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's just, it, it, I really want to understand why they're there. When it's like none of these people are working with us. The why is this guy from the National Guard and this other dude with long hair coming and just standing standing there and just watching us work? It'll make no sense. So, um, yeah, anyways, back to my story. Um, yeah, I put the gloves on. I was like, this fucking douche. So I put the gloves on and anything. I did not hear anything anybody was telling me i was like look i'm just here to do this i'm not here to babysit you i'm not here to spoon feed you i'm not here to wipe your ass i'm not here to do anything other than what i'm supposed to do so i said fuck it and i put my headphones on i try to stay away as far as possible from that dude because it's like i don't i just feel like he's a douche you know i understand like some people where the uniform aren't like that, but then some use that power to be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm this and that. So it's like, whatever. So things are winding down and, um, I'm just relaxing. I'm going to go sit on my truck. I'm just watching people cause it was almost like done. So, but I started noticing this guy, he like, somebody's carrying a bat. He'd run and I grabbed the bat and I'm like, I think they got it, you know? And then the, the the other thing that really surprised me, uh, something was happening on the street. This dude literally jumped over a table just to go see what was happening. And I'm like, you know, the gate was open, right? You could have just went through the gate, but you jumped over the table like you're fucking Starsky and Hutch. I'm like, this dude is fucking something else. I don't know what the fuck's on. I hope he's not at the other schools that I'm going to because... I kind of want to ask these people, what are the food bank people doing here? You know, I thought they were not working with us anymore. So why are they showing up at our schools? And then like the weird thing is, is like I found out like, OK, he was the National Guard and someone was calling him like a colonel or something like that. You know, lieutenant. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I am. They're like, well, what are you? I'm a specialist. A specialist. And I go, specialist in what? He said, 
He said everything. I was like, oh, so you're a specialist in everything. Hmm. Define everything. <laughs> and I'm I'm just like, whatever, dude. You're a specialist in everything. So then you should understand that I don't have to wear these gloves if I don't want to. Then then you're a specialist, right? You know everything, apparently. So they asked them, oh, what rank are you in? Or, you know, what, 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 you know, certain things they ask certain people who are in the service. He's like, oh, that's classified. I can't tell you. What the fuck you mean you can't tell us? That's stupid. I mean, if you ask anybody in the Army or in the Marines and the Navy, they'll probably tell you what rank they're in, what group, and this and this and that. He's just like, oh, I can't tell you. So it's like, something fishy is going on here. I'm like, why are they... It's either you. I don't. I don't know if the food bank is making these people sign up, or the national guard is making these people sign up because they're like, well, we need to keep eye on these people. I don't know. It's a weird thing going on. I don't know if it's happening at other schools, but I don't know. I kind of feel like he he just bought that uniform just to wear, it too, because it's like, you know, some people are just really just in their mood when you know, but. I don't know. That's weird. Like I could go buy a a uniform like the army or the national guard or the Marines wear and go to a school and just wear that. And I probably wouldn't even get looked at double look twice and be like, Hey, don't I know, you know, they're just like, Oh yes, sir. I could totally pull it off. But anyways, yeah. So, uh, and then I have to deal with my my coworkers and stuff like that. They're very, they're very, very annoying people. Uh, I'm sorry for that. I might, might, I hate my voice sometimes. I make like these weird noises and it's like, I'm like, it's not like the fucking creature from the black lagoon coming out of the water. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, the, the people I'm working with, like I have one of my coworkers. He's really cool. But I'm working with two other drivers. And these guys are just. They're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. One of them is a huge airhead. The mystery flavor. That's him. He's the airhead. The mystery flavor. You don't even know what it is. He's just airheaded. And then the other guy. Just does not stop complaining. Does not stop talking. And then when you're talking to him. He's like huh. And I'm like. I really I hate it when people do that. I seriously hate it. It really gets on my nerves when I'm talking to somebody in a normal way. I'm not mumbling what people say. I'm mumble. I'm not mumbling. I'm talking clearly. And he's like, huh? Like he can't hear. And I'm like, I'm going to punch you in the fucking ear so you can hear me. But then again, I wouldn't do anything. That would just, he couldn't hear anything. But, you know, he he's very like, He's like, hurry up. I got to go. We got to do. And I'm like, dude, why are you rushing for? That's what I don't understand. These past couple of weeks that I've been working, um, a lot of people have been like rushing to hurry up. It's like, okay, it's, you know, we're going to start at 830. You know, I'm like, well, the thing says it starts at nine. Why are you trying to jump ahead the train? You know, if it starts at nine, it starts at nine. Don't start at 8.45. Don't start at 8.30. Don't start at 8.55. 
start at nine o'clock, you know? And then I understand like if the food runs out, we get done early. So it's like, okay, I understand that. But it's kind of like they're starting early so they can get finished early so they can go home. And it's like, no, you're doing it the wrong way. Um, For me, it's like, dude, if you start at nine, it's from nine to 12, whatever, wherever we go, it's from nine to 12. And it's like, you clock in whatever time you come in. I guess they clock in like at eight or they sign in at eight. It's like, dude, sign out at 1230. Go, go, to, go to 1230. Go to 12 o'clock. Get your hours. I mean, we're, we're all getting paid, you know, our 40 hours, our 80 hours every, you know, for these two weeks. When we get paid, we get paid our 40 hours each week. It's like you're making extra hours on top. It's like try to get as many hours as you can, but they want us. I'm tired. It's hot. I want to go home. I got things I got to do. And it's like, well, then you should have never came in. I, I that's why I don't understand. Like some of my some of the the people that I work with, or some of the volunteers. That's all they want to complain about. It's hot. I was like, well, you're standing in the direct sun. It's beating on your face, and you're saying it's hot. Then get up, and move to the shade. No, they just want to be lazy. Or like I said, they want to complain. It's hot. I'm tired. I got things I got to do. Y'all need to hurry up. It got to a point where like they were get, it's we're supposed to give one bag per person. Or, you know, if two people were in there and they signed up, then we give them two bags. It was a point where they're giving them four bags. And I'm like, no, that's not right. I understand it's slow. But, hey, dude, you got to give them directly what they're supposed to get. Don't try to do... And it's like these um, event coordinators, that's what you want to call them, event coordinators. They want to act like they're the big boss. You know, ah, we got to get, it's like, dude, it's, it's still 12. It's barely 10 o'clock. If you got things you got to do, oh, I got an appointment at 12. Then you should have stayed your ass home. Plain and simple. All those people that complain, stay your stay your ass home. Don't even bother coming in. You know, even some of my coworkers, I, I, I can't do this no more. I, I need a break. Then don't come in. You know, one of them works a security job and he don't get off till like 2 o'clock, 2.30. You know, and he goes home and he sleeps for a couple of hours and he's going to wake up and come back all the way over here. And it's like, dude, just stay home. You're getting paid. You got money on top of it. Why even? Why? Because you're just complaining. I have to go. I have to go. I have to go. And it's like, then stay home. If you're tired, stay home. It's, I can go on forever about it, but I'm not. So uh, let's just keep it at this. The people I work with are a bunch of crybabies, a bunch of annoying ass people, a bunch of stupid people. And yeah, I don't know how long we're going to be doing this, but I'm trying to cut the, cut the cord and say deuces and go to another place where I can be appreciated and it makes more money. But until then, I'm stuck. <laughs> Anywho, um, so this week is Mother's Day. Well, this weekend actually is Mother's Day, which is a Sunday. And yeah, I have I have no idea what I'm going to do for my mom. I, I kind of had like a plan what I was going to do for her, but 
it kind of backfired on me. So I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. So, uh, I don't know. I had to talk to my brother about what we want to do. So either it's like, hey, we can go out to eat or we can just order and then just eat it here at home and just be scared and not go out in public. I don't know. We'll see. I didn't even get her a gift. So it's like, uh, I don't know. So, um, but later on in the episode, I will kind of like dedicate the last few minutes to mothers and stuff like that. So keep on listening. Don't change your channel. Don't stop it or anything. So you probably might want to hear this, um, stuff that's going on this week. Actually, um, two things actually. So my stickers should be coming in soon. Um, they were supposed to be here from, I think from the 7th to the 12th, they should be here and it's kind of the 8th already. And I'm kind of like, uh, where's my stuff at? You know, I have things, I have orders I have to fill and, um, it's weird cause it's like they sent me the email, but they didn't send me like the link to look at my shit. And now I'm just like, <sighs> okay, weird. But yeah, as soon as I get these stickers, I got some orders to fill. Uh, on a, on that note, why doesn't anybody want a free sticker? <laughs> I mean, I kind of like advertised it. Like, hey man, whoever uh, direct messages me, the first 20 people get a, get a free sticker. And it's like, it's a free sticker. And people just look at it like on my Instagram and just like, that's it. That's all I feel like they do. They just look at it like, don't say a word and just like, huh? Okay. I'm like, dude, it's a free sticker. I would totally take a free sticker if somebody offered me a free sticker. And it's like, come on, seriously, it's a free sticker. I got a few people. Um, I had told everybody, it's like, hey, look, let me know by May eighth, which is today. You know, whoever wants a free sticker. So, I got maybe like fourteen people. I didn't really get the full 20. I kind of like had to like put it out, push it out there. But um, yeah, that's what kind of like it, it didn't bother. It, it kind of bothered me, but it's kind of like it doesn't. I don't get it. It's like I put it out there on my personal page. I put there on my you know Facebook page. I put it out there for inside the North Side page and everything. Free sticker. But nobody wants a free sticker. I'm like, dude, it's a free sticker. I'm not going to come to your house and knock on the door and be like, hey, look, here's your free sticker. No, I'm not going to do that. But I will mail it to you. And it's like, I'm not going to like find out where you live. And then, you know, no, I'm just like, just give me the address. I write it down. Boom. That's it. I even delete it. I don't have to know where you live. So I don't know. I'm just like, it's a free sticker. Who doesn't want a free sticker? But the people that did message me um like i said as soon as stickers comes in i'll let you know so all you gotta do is give me your address and i mail it out to you or i could meet you you know i have some orders you know people want to buy some of the little holographic stickers which i'm selling for five bucks and like i said the first 20 people we're gonna get the look it's a circle one that has the logo of the inside the north side logo 
And then the other one is like the star with the hand. That's five bucks. And then the circle one is like two dollars. Because I was like, okay, you know, I can I can sell them. I'm not just going to give them up for free. I paid money for these things, you know. Help me out. Helping you out. If you, you like a sticker, then pay for it. But it's like, come on. Like I said, it's like the first 20 people get a free sticker. I'm like, dude, you're not paying $2. You know, $2 can buy you a, a burger at McDonald's or something like that. So it's nothing. So anywho, I have the people that want to buy some stickers from me. And of course, I'm giving them the free one because it's like, hey, look, you're buying one. I'll, I'll, you know, they message me and I'll give you a free one too. And it's pretty cool. My friend Emilio, uh, who I haven't seen in a while, he um, he was in Dallas, Fort Worth. And then, well, he's in, I think he's in the Army. So they shipped him to Japan. And he's been there for about a year, I think, almost about a year. Him and his his wife and his daughter. And I guess some family members, I guess. I don't know. Um, they moved out there to Japan. And he, he hit me up and he was like, hey, man, I want some stickers. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm sending some stickers to Japan. That's pretty cool. Um, He's a good friend of mine. I, I met him at this church I used to go to um, a long time ago. Had some good times with him. Good, good, good times. Great guy. Great guy. I wish I could hang out with him again. But like I said, he's on the other side of the world. So, but it, it's nice to know that we still kind of have that. Um connection you know like hey man how's it going how things so yeah i'm just waiting on those stickers uh i also have like some new ideas for some stickers too i know this the little star one is the one that people really like and um i might make more of those if people like those so what i do is i might order more of those less of the circle ones and I was looking at these glitter ones that they have. It's, I'm getting my stickers from Sticker App. So if anybody is wondering where I, I, I get my stickers, I'm getting them from Sticker App. And this is the first time I'm ordering from them. I was going to go with Sticker Mule. But um, Sticker App's prices were a lot better. And their quality is a lot better too. So And they have different options and stuff like that. You know, you can do glitter you can do like a holographic one you can do like a mat you can do all sorts of things so uh i'm going with sticker app and like i said i'm just waiting for them so i might do like like a glitter one of the logo too you know because i'm like people people will like them and it's like i'll sell them for five bucks too and um yeah i'm doing that uh, i want to make little buttons too and i found a website that will make like a hundred of them like 30 40 bucks so it's like well okay that'd be cool and do the same thing both of the logos you know if i get like 100 i do like 50 of those and 50 of those you know um also i'm wanting to make t-shirts too so i'm looking into local uh screen print places here i know a few of them so uh, i was looking out on custom ink and I was like, okay, that'd be cool. But the thing is, it's like, oh, man, they're they're kind of jumping the price, you know. So what I want to do is I want to talk to some of these local places and see, hey, how much are you going to charge me to screen print? I'll bring the T-shirts. That way we'll cut out the middleman. I got all these shirts. And then sell them, you know, see how much they'll charge me. And the logo I kind of went with is the star and the hand is going to be in the front, like on the chest area. 
on the I guess if you say if you're if you're wearing it, you're left hand side. Um, and then the back is gonna be the logo, the circle logo, a huge. So that's the design I went with. And like I said, I'm probably I wanna make about like ten shirts. About ten or maybe fifteen, and then sell them. It's, you know. Cause like I said, if nobody wants to take a free sticker, obviously they're not gonna want to. I mean, I know some people that have messaged me and like, "Hey man, when are you gonna do shirts? You know, when are you gonna do this? I'll definitely buy a shirt. I'll definitely." You know, it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, sure. And of course, I want to make one for myself, so uh, I'm looking into buying the t-shirts from Custom Ink because there's like a certain one that I like that I have for a shirt that I have. That I bought from somebody. And I, I just love the way it feels. It's so great. It's so cool. And just it feels refreshing. And it, it's like it's not one of those dry fit ones. But it's the, the the fabric and everything just feels great. And it looks good too. So uh, I want to get those. And then like I said. Get them screen printed somewhere. This and that. And I kind of want. I want to do like two different colors. But I think like dark maroon. I mean not dark maroon. But like navy blue, I think is probably like the best color to do. And it kind of goes with it, like the orange, white, and blue. Kind of like the Astro colors. So I think I might just go with that instead. Maybe later on if people start wanting to buy shirts and like that, I can um, do different colors. I know I like the green one, like a green, orange, white, and it's cool. I like some of like this other color, like a cardinal red and a purple one will look nice. And of course black. And stuff like that. So, but ultimately, I want to make my own for myself. Make a hoodie too, stuff like that, so then I can wear it during the, the, the winter. And I'm like, hey, I like your jacket. Oh, it's my podcast. You know, start the conversation that way. So, that's what's going on with with the show and stuff like that. I tried yesterday to sign up for Pandora, but for some reason it won't let me. And um. Now I'm just like, well, crap. I might have to wait. Because I had a friend of mine who was like, I don't really listen to Spotify. But if, you have, if you're on Pandora, let me know. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I might, I might do that. But I had some trouble. So like I said, I might try to figure that out later on. Because I was like, it'd be cool to have myself, have my show on Pond, uh, Pan- <laughs> Pandora. You know, that's like a major thing. It's like Spotify and Pandora, like those two main um, streaming sites. So if I can get my show on there, it's like, okay, that's awesome. It's a it's a broad, more broad audience out there. So uh, once that happens, I'll let everybody know. And of course, I might get more listeners and stuff like that, too. Speaking of listeners, uh, I was kind of shocked when I was checking out my statistics and stuff like that for my show. Because... Um, like I said, I do all my shows through Anchor. I signed up with Anchor. Anchor distributes my shows and stuff like that. And they also give me analytics and statistics and stuff like that. Like like the peak and the high, the highs and the lows of who's listening during the week and how many is and stuff like that. So um, it's pretty cool that uh, I'm getting some listens, listenings in Ireland. Um, when I was with SoundCloud, I had some people from Ireland listen to my show too. And then it was probably like one or two people. But I was like, okay, my show's getting out there. And um, it's coming up again. But it's it. 
the majority of my people that listen to the show are mainly here in the U.S. And it's like 93%. And most of them are just here from Texas. But there's a 3% that's in Ireland. So that's pretty cool. And then I have some, I have like 1% in France. And then I have 1% in Australia. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to do these accents and they sound horrible. <laughs> um, for people that know me, they know I can do accents pretty well. But it's kind of like, not on a whim, but I can have to like build up to it. But yeah, that's pretty cool. That's 1%. Um, a lot more people are listening to my show on Spotify, which is pretty good. Um, only like 9% listen on Stitcher. Uh, 8% listen on Apple Podcasts and 4% listen on Anchor. Um, what's pretty cool is that they gave me like the the, the age of the audience. Um, 23 to 27-year-olds, that's 21%. The most that are listening to my show is people from, from the ages 28 to 34, which is pretty cool because that's kind of like in my area demographic. I mean, you know, because I'm like, I'm 27, so it's like it, it's hitting there. And, of course, 23 to 27-year-olds, that's 21%. Uh, that's second. The third is, well, it's actually tied with 35 to 44 and 45 to 59. That's They're both 8%, so they're tied for that. And, of course, 60 and above, that's like 6%. Um, they also gave me the gender, too, which is weird. It's a lot more female people are listening to my... A lot more females, a lot more women are listening to my shows. 55%. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's uh, that's kind of a shocker because I was like, why are they... I, understand, I know some women that are listening to my show, of course, because they're friends or family members or... You know, stuff like that. But that's like, man, a lot more women. Uh, 33% are male. And 11 are non-specified. So I'm guessing that's like people that didn't sign up and they're just listening to whatever. And of course, they have one for non-binary, but that non-binary people are not listening to my show. So whatever, dudes. <laughs> just joking. So that's that's pretty interesting that's going on with the show, too. Um... I'm trying to get more people on the show. Now that the state of Texas is slowly opening up, which today they actually opened up all the salons. So like the hair salon, the nail salon, the barber shops, and so on and so forth, stuff like that. Um, they opened up today, which is great. I think that's great news. These people have been wanting to work for almost like the past month and a half. And now they're getting to go out and do what they like to do and provide for the family, which I think is great. I understand some people are going to tear that down and they're going to say, well, you need to stay home. This is a horrible idea. You blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, these people are trying to provide for their family, man. You know, you can only stay inside for so long until people start getting cuckoo and start saying, I need to get out. I need to get out. And, you know, like that lady, they um, they arrested I mean, I understand she ripped up her little thing on, on the on the video, but it's like, you can't, you can't, man. Why are you going to send this lady to jail? This lady is trying to work. This is her business. She, I understand she's not supposed to open up yet, but it's like, the lady wants to work. Everybody wants to go back to work. Let this lady work, you know, and then they put her in jail. And I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous. I understand she broke the rules. She didn't follow, you know. She didn't follow the rules. You know, 
She broke a quote unquote a law. And she's getting punished for it. But it's like, dude, come on, man. She's trying to do, you know, she's trying to provide for her family. She's trying to provide for herself. Let the lady do it. I'm all for it. I, I support it. Like I said, I understand people are still scared or people, they're in their shell. They're turtles. All these people are turtles. They just want to hide in their shell. I'm not, I don't want to come out. If the world is scary, you know, and it's like, dude, everything's okay. Just as long as you worry about yourself, you can wear your little mask, your little designer mask. You can wear your gloves if you want to, designer gloves, Michael Jackson gloves, whatever you want to wear. Just wear the stuff that they're telling you to wear because, you know, all of us are supposed to be wearing gloves. I mean, that glove mask for like 30 days, which is like two more weeks or three more weeks. And it's like, thank God we don't have to wear them anymore. But then again, they're like, oh, no, you got to go along. No, fuck that, dude. I ain't wearing the fucking mask. I'm tired of it. It's really annoying because it's like it's on my face constantly and I can't breathe. It's just like, and I have to put constantly keep putting it down because it's like I have to breathe air. I'm not trying to breathe through this filtered ass piece of crap, you know, that it, it looks ridiculous. It, I swear to God, when I'm standing, I sometimes I stand there and I just look at people and I observe them for like a good five minutes. And it looks ridiculous that we are all wearing masks and gloves. And we're these people are so afraid to touch things. Oh, no, I, I'm not touching that. I'm, I'm like, dude, not that long ago, you were touching, you were grabbing up food from the damn floor and eating it. Oh, five second rule. And now you're just like, oh, no. I'm like, it's so, it's so fucking stupid. It's so ridiculous. I mean, literally, it's ridiculous. Um, I don't even know what to say. I, it's like not that long ago, people were taking shots off of people's bodies. They were shotgunning things. They were exercising and at cleaning the the, uh, the stations they were at. They were eat. Some people were fucking drunk, eating shit off the floor. You know, people were crammed together at shows. People were having fun. People were putting their arms around each other. People were sweating. People were singing. And now it's like you're scared to even be next to somebody. And it's like, dude, the the shit is real. This, this media frenzy, crazy shit that they put in your head is fucking real. It's like, look, I'm not going to say that I'm, you know, I'm all up in someone's, but no, but um, like the other day at the school, it, it was only me and another lady. I was, of course, putting the, these, these trash bags full of food on the tables. And then all of a sudden, like four or five people started gathering around me. And it's like, uh, why are y'all doing that? And it's my supervisors and that army guy. And I'm like, no, this is annoying. This, you're doing this shit on purpose. So I literally... I backed the fuck off. I backed away. I was like, I am not going to stand in that area. And it's not me being paranoid, but it's like, dude, you're in my personal space. And it's like, I want to say something, but it's like, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm just, I shut up. 
But it's kind of like, hey, man, you're kind of in my personal space. You're supposed to be six feet away and you're all really close. And it shouldn't be that many people around me. If y'all want to gather somewhere else, please gather over there. But please don't gather near me. You know, I'm not paranoid about it. But I just don't like people in my personal space when I'm working. It's like, look, leave me alone. Me and Miss So-and-so are working. Leave me alone. If you want to go and shoot the shit or be a fucking dick, go be that over there. But don't come around me, man. I'm working. Leave me alone. But of course, they don't want to do that. They want to be fucking assholes and shit. I'm sorry if I'm ranting. It's, It's just really annoying that I have to deal with this crap. And it's like, dude, you're a supervisor. It, what's really annoying is like they're coming. My supervisors, they drive to each site and they stay there and they're just act. They, they want to act like they're the ones that are doing everything. And it's like, no. They want to order people. And I'm like, no, just get the fuck out of here, man. It's really annoying. Let us do our job. We're not fucking 12 years old. We are grown men and women. Who were giving a task to do. And. No go go over there. And go bother someone else. Go suck someone else's dick and shit. You know. That's that's what all my supervisors want to do. There's two of them that, that hang around with each other all the time. They can't. It was going to be near each other. But once they're apart. They'll talk shit and backstab each, backstab each other. But when they're together. They're the best of friends. And they want to act like assholes and dicks and shit. And I'm like. Go suck each other off somewhere else, you know? Go be somewhere else. It's annoying. <sighs> Anyways, sorry about that. I just, I get annoyed by shit like that. And um, I just, I can't stand it. It's annoying. You know, it's like, it's apt 10 more times. It's like, these people don't trust us. And it's like, what do you not trust? Do you think we're just going to fucking steal these bags of food? And just be like, well, I don't know where the food went. No, it's it's dumb. And these people who are quote unquote supervisors and lead men don't actually know how to do that. They just like that title and they just want to be a dick. It's like, dude, just go there for like five minutes. Hey, everything's good. Good, 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 good. Okay. Do y'all need anything? No, everything's good. Okay. I'll see y'all later. Bye. That's it. Mind your fucking business. Go somewhere else. You know, they don't got a fucking tracker on you. Go fuck off and do something. Go to sleep somewhere for all I fucking care. But no, they want to go to a site and, you know, show their dick and try to show their mom. You know, I'm I'm this not I'm going to take credit for no, man. Go. No, don't do that shit. Anywho, let's get away from that subject. And let's talk about. Some music stuff that's going on. So, if you were paying attention or you follow our Instagram page, I posted a little thing saying happy anniversary to two of the greatest, in my opinion, punk rock, well, punk pop, pop punk, whatever you want to fucking call it, albums out there, emo punk, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, two of the greatest albums from the band. Fall out boy. And the albums are Take This to Your Grave and Under From Under the Cork Tree. Two of the best albums, two of the most influential in my life, really. Um the first time I heard Fall Out Boy 
of course, was what in 07, and that's when Infinity on High came out. And of course, it was Thanks for the Memories and um, Me and You and Thriller and stuff like that. And I, at that time, I kind of I kind of paid attention to it a little bit, and I kind of liked the songs, but I didn't have them like downloaded until. Um, but rock band came out and rock band had, um, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was Saturday or they had, um, what is the name of that song? I'm so sorry. I'm blanking out. I shouldn't be blanking out because I know these albums and I constantly listen to them, but then I'm totally blanking out. Um, dead on arrival. That's what it was. Dead on arrival was on rock band and I was like oh okay this is this band's pretty good and of course you know this was like like when rock band first came out and it was it's huge and you know it was competition for guitar hero and I was like okay because I had like guitar hero it was like guitar hero 3 and rock band that came out and they were like neck and neck you know of course competition everything and um I was like I like guitar hero but whenever i would buy the game or the controller the the controllers will fuck up on me and um i remember i think i bought guitar hero 3 at big lots and it was like 30 or 40 bucks i forgot how much it was but it was the game and the controller and i remember playing it i think it was on my ps2 or ps3 i don't remember and we would play it but like the controllers were always fuck up and we always had to return it and i'm like great um, and that's like the shit I've always heard about, like Guitar Hero, all of the fucking things would fuck up, so when Rock Band came out, my cousin had it, and I, he had the drum set, and the guitar, and the microphone, I was like, oh, okay, cool, so, um, we played it, and I remember playing that song, and I was like, okay, this is cool, you know, and of course, later on down the road, you know, I listened to more Fall Out Boy and stuff like that. But Dead on Arrival was kind of the first thing, uh, the first taste, actual taste of me actually like liking Fall Out Boy. Like I said, I heard of them before and I, I liked some of their songs, but this was like a song I liked to play and I liked it. And I was like, this is a great song. So my infatuation for Fall Out Boy grew over the years. When I was in high school, it was like they were big and just badass and awesome. You know, this was like during the whole the whole emo era, you know, Panic at the Disco, My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, Paramore. I mean, they're not really considered emo, but they're like, they're in that, that kind of alternative state. Um, Hawthorne High, you know, all everybody knows. I talk about this shit all the time, emo night and everything. So Fall Out Boy was in their big thing. And I remember just like, falling in love with like fall out boy was like infinity on high was my shit literally was my shit and from under the court tree would i mean those those albums were on repeat for me constantly in high school and of course other bands too but i mean those two um those two albums were big for me because you know of course we had limewire and stuff like that back then so i would like download it and then um also with the library too i would get the cds and i would just try to um, burn them on my computer so I can have them, import them, I'm sorry, 
And yeah, that's how I mostly got all my music. But yeah, those two albums were very, um, Take This to Your Grave and From Under the Courtroom, very, very influential in my life musically. And um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, their um, anniversary was May 6th, and their album came out in 2003. So that was like 17 years ago. And then uh, From Under the Courtroom's anniversary was this past Sunday. And that uh, they came out May 3rd, 2005. So that was 15 years ago. I think it's pretty cool. Their albums were kind of like close together, but like two, three years apart. And um, I remembering, I remember not remembering, but I remember buying "Take This to Your Grave" on CD because I had went to Austin, and I was like, I don't have this album. I have some of the songs. You know, I had like the majority of the songs, but I wanted the album. And when I bought the album, it it blew me away like the first time I listened to it. And I was like, wow. I mean, just every album, every song in that album is just a banger. It's just a hit. I mean, obviously they didn't get hits, but every song is just bam, 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 bam. It's like, for me, that's one of the albums that I don't skip. And for the people that are like, well, you know, what songs are on there? Uh, the first song is Tell... Tell that Mick that uh that he made my list of things to do today. And it's funny, I like listening to like these Fallout Boy um titles and they're just like they don't make no fucking sense. But it's funny now that I listened to this podcast um about these two guys, they talk about like their the music they grew up with and mainly it's you know, they talk about like Fallout Boy, All American Rejects, Hawthorne Heights and stuff like that. And um they found out that a lot of these bands that were coming up at the time liked Wes Anderson movies, which, side note, Wes Anderson actually is from Houston, which is pretty cool. And a lot of his movies have like these, like these, you know, these uh, scenes and stuff like that where they say shit. And I guess Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco and all these other bands. Um, I think who else was another one? I Take It Back Sunday and some of the other bands too. They took like, uh, lines from these certain movies or certain scenes and stuff like that from Wes Anderson and I was like okay and I think this one's from a, a movie one of his movies too but anyways another song on there is Dead on Arrival I talked about that one already uh, Grand Theft Auto Where Is Your Boy that is a great fucking song I was like I don't know what it means what does it mean Grand Theft Auto slash that's like I, is it two separate songs but it's like i don't know i never got that but it of course the song is where is your boy tonight i hope he's a gentleman you know whenever they play that emo night everybody goes fucking fucking ballistic bananas uh another one is saturday that's another great song uh homesick at space camp i, I kind of want to just talk i mean like i said the whole album is just the whole album I will listen to from track one to track 12, 13, whatever, even the extra ones, whatever they're called, um, nonstop, no skips at all. But the favorite ones that are, uh, my favorite ones are on that album are, of course, and I'm not going to, well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll put them in chronological order. Of course, it's Saturday. That's number one. Okay. Um, 
Homesick at Space Camp is another great song, too. That's number two. Number three is, of course, sending postcards from a plane crash, which I know it sounds weird, but I'm telling you, these songs are great. The titles are greatest, too. Um, Number four is, of course, Chicago is so two years ago. That's another great song. Come Before the Storms, number five. Uh, Reinventing the Wheel. So I can't it's I can put them in order, but it's like I can't because these album the song these songs are so fucking great and the album is so fucking great. And to think it came out 17 years ago, but it still sounds so fresh and so crisp and so clean that it sounds like something that came out maybe a year or two ago. And it's kind of like, oh, look, they're touching on nostalgia, which is really weird to say, because it's like we were just listening to this shit not that long ago and now bands that are playing like this are like oh look they sound so 2003 2004 and it's like oh my god i can't believe that it's like it hurts my head anyways um i highly recommend you listen to take this to your grave i'm serious if you like punk pop music punk rock whatever you like fallout boy old school fallout boy Listen to this. A lot of people say this is their first full-length album, but all of us really know that if you're a true Fall Out Boy fan, everyone knows that Fall Out Boy's Evening Out With Your Girlfriend is actually their first album, which is another great album as well. It's just, it's it's very raw and very punkish. That's it. Very punkish. Very raw and very punk. Not a lot of editing uh, techniques that make it sound clean and crisp and and you know but it's really good it's a great album too so we're done with take this to your grave now let's talk about from under the court tree now from under the court tree is a whole different how, how did kobe say it? it's a whole different animal it's a whole different breed but the same beast or something like that i forgot what it is but yeah this album literally was like a step. It's like, you know what? Here, here's the step. We're going to go two steps now. It's like, no, we're at the third step now. And now it's like the album is great, especially the first song that kicks it off. Uh, our, our lawyers made us change the title of this song so we don't get sued. Um, that's me just uh, paraphrasing it. But it's yeah, it's our lawyers made us change the name of the song so this so we wouldn't get sued, and it's funny because the name of the song originally was called "We." Uh, my name is David Ruffin, and these are the Temptations. But they're like, no, you can't do that, guys. You're gonna get sued. So they wrote that as their title, which I think is fucking hilarious. Um, of course, the second one is called "Of All the Gents Joint of All the Gin Joints in the World," in all the world, which is also from. Casablanca, if nobody knows that actually. And um, I thought that was pretty cool that they hinted on that. That's another great song too. Dance, dance. Everybody knows fucking dance, dance. You know, dance, dance. That's a good song. That's a great song. Every time it plays it, even night, I'm on the fucking dance floor because it's a great fucking song. And um, I wish I could play you a sample of this guy he made. Well, he mashes up songs. Well, he mashed up Dance Dance with um, Black Eyed Peas. Um, 
I forgot the name of that song, but he mashed them up and it sounds so fucking legit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's fucking insane. Another one is Sugar We're Going Down. That's a great song. That's top tier. Uh, Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner. Another great song. That's a reference to Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze, who's from Houston also. R.I.P. Um, what's another one? Of course, I've got a dark alley and a bad idea. This is You Should Shut Your Mouth. I'm guessing that's another movie reference somewhere from Wes Anderson. Uh, and so on and so forth. You know, you got Seven Minutes in Heaven. Um, that features Brendan Urie, and that's actually like... That's what... Two, this is 2005. We're talking about this album. So this is 2005. So this is when Pete... Wentz signed Panic at the Disco, and I think their full the their album was coming out or it came out already, but he was featured on this song and it was kind of like a taste of Brendan, and it was like oh okay that's that's pretty cool. I didn't know until like I looked it up years later and I was like oh he's in this song I couldn't even tell. Um, champagne for my real friends and champ and uh, real pain for my sham friends. That's uh that's another movie reference to. I forgot what it's called, but it's it's a movie with Edward Norton. Um, I, know, I love Fall Out Boys, like the way they named their their, their songs back then. Uh, one of them was called "I Slept with Someone in Fall Out Boy," and all I got was this stupid song written about me. That's funny. Um, a little less sixteen candles. That's a great song too. Um, and then of course EXO, and then the album also has um like extra songs if like people want more of this album they're like man i, I kind of want more you know and um if you if you look for them i mean like certain out certain not certain albums but if you find like certain cds or certain vinyl they'll have the extra songs on there and the extra songs are snitches and talkers get stitches and walkers which is a really good song too um, I think I remember hearing somewhere somebody was saying that um, Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump were talking about the song and they're like yeah we don't really play it live because it sounds very My Chemical Romancy which it does and I was like huh that's weird and it sounds like wow they can they can compliment each other uh, another one too of my favorite is The Music or The Misery and um of course my heart is the worst kind of weapon which also is on their i think it's their b-sides i don't know if it was from um evening out with your girlfriend or it was another one but uh, on that album it's their demo if you look for it and um it's a great song very very it's a very acoustic-y and then the drums and guitar come in later but it's it's a great song. I really high, I really highly recommend it. If um, you're wanting to listen to these albums, I'm telling you, listen to these two albums. They're great. They're great albums. I I constantly have these albums on loop. Sometimes throughout the day, like um, Monday and Tuesday, I was just listening to "Take This to Your Grave" and "From Under the Court Tree," just like nonstop, just the whole thing, and then just loop it. And it's, it's a great fucking album. Those, the music complements the writing. You know, um, 
you know, Patrick Stomp does the music and Pete Wentz did the writing. So it's like they complement each other very, very well. And it's like it's it's crazy. Most of this most of the songs from uh, from Under the Court Tree came from a lot of like Pete Wentz's like personal stuff that was going on, a lot of pain and stuff like that. And if you read them and you listen to them, you're gonna like, wow, man, this dude was going through some shit. Um, even one of the songs talks about him like wanting to commit suicide, and it's like, oh shit, this shit got dark. <laughs> But it's a good song, and it's funny because all these songs are, these dark songs are covered with very melodic, happy-sounding music, and it's like, it covers up things. It's like a band-aid to, you know, whatever happened. But yes, those are two of my favorite albums. I would talk about Infinity on High, but their anniversary was in February, and that's another great album, too. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that later with some of my one of my friends or stuff like that. I'll have an episode where I'm just talking about old school Fallout uh, Boy. Um, if you ask me now, everything up, everything after, well, not even after. Maybe I liked American American Beauty, American Psycho, kinda, but it was it was in, it's really in the middle for me. Some of the songs are good. Some of the songs are just like. Uh, pretty much like that. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And that's high sound when I, when people was, I'm like, uh, I know it sounds bad. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, some of them songs are okay. Like I said, but I'm very in the middle about it. I don't even, I don't think I have any of the songs from American beauty, American psycho on my phone. I think I took out a lot of this stuff. Um, I know Centuries was, I like Centuries. It was pretty decent. I mean, very alternative. I think I, I think if Fall Out Boy would have went the alternative route instead of the pop route. And when I mean alternative, I mean like alternative, like rock, like, uh, like a Pearl Jam sound or something a little bit heavier, but still kept their Fall Out Boy flavor, then I think they would be bigger than they are now and their music would be so much better and we wouldn't have that fucking piece of garbage mania but we uh we have failed them and um yeah they came out with mania and mania is a hot piece of garbage i literally like checked out that album i couldn't even listen to the first i i couldn't even listen to like 30 seconds worth of a song and i'm like this is garbage this is fucking garbage. This is not the Fallout Boy. No. This is like, it's like a best friend that you know, and then he goes away for a little bit, and then he comes back, and he's a totally different person. And you're like, bro, what the fuck? You were just gone for like a like a year, and now you come back and you're totally different. So what happened to you? That's why I want to ask them. What happened to you guys? It's funny because, Infinity on high. They were kind of like, not casted out, but they were kind of like, oh, you guys are sellout. You guys are trying to sound so poppy and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, at that time, people thinking we're poppy, but it's like, no, dude, this is like top tier emo rock, bro. Emo punk, emo pop, you know, pop punk. And it's like, it's funny to think that now it's like, that's, that's, that those three albums are the top tier Fall Out Boy, 
and everything else is like bottom shelf. It's like, oh my god. Uh, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Folia. Do I? That's a great album too. Um, me and my brother, we talked about it a couple times, and it's like he tells me there's a theme that was supposed to be going on, and they just totally just didn't follow the theme, and it could have been great, but it just, it just wasn't. Um, the next album, cause they did a little hiatus and when they came back, I actually went to the show when they came back there, like their comeback show at the Woodlands. That was a great concert. That was Fall Out Boy, uh, 21 Pilots when they were like barely, barely coming out. I think their first album had came out, but it wasn't like a huge, massive success and, um, Panic at the Disco and, um, that was a great fucking show. I mean, I, and it's so fucking awesome that I was literally, if anybody has been to the Cynthia Woods Mitch Pavilion and has been sat and has sat in the front row, you know how like awesome that is. I literally was in the front row on the right hand side where Pete went stands. I was right there. I could, I was like, I could throw a fucking pin and hit him. I was so fucking close. And that was like a dream come true for me. That's off my bucket list. I mean, it was not the same Fallout Boy from like four years ago after, you know, before that. But it was like, it was like, oh shit, they're back. And the album that they had was Save Rock and Roll. And that had its own theme. And it, it was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. But um, it was just great to have them back. And like, they had like this little EP. That had, um, they came with, um, Save Rock and Roll, like, later. Because, of course, they came up with Save Rock and Roll, and then they did a reissue. I think, like, a year later, and it came out with this little, like, five, six song disc of Fall Out Boy working with one of my favorites, um, Ryan, uh, Ryan Adams. He has his, not Brian, Ryan, R-Y-N, Ryan Adams. He has a... He has a record company called Pax Am. And um, from what I remember is they were talking to him. And I think they had showed up to the studio. And they only had like a couple, like a day or a couple hours to record something. So he was like, fuck it. We're just going to go. And it's like totally fucking punk. It's totally punk. It's like minute, minute and a half songs. And they're just like straight in your fucking face. And it's a great fucking, um, great little fucking EP too. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Um, I really wish Fall Out Boy would have just like stuck to that and went like back to their roots. But we got American American Beauty and American Psycho. Uh, and then we got Mania. Really makes me sad. I really miss the old Fall Out Boy. But um, like like in the, like you know seasons change, but people don't. It's one of the lyrics in her song. And, you know, Fall Out Boy has changed, and I know they haven't, but it's just, I understand the record companies tell them, you need to make this, you need to sound like this, you need, and when you see their interviews, you can tell, they, they sound like they're like, oh man, I made this great song, and then it's like, oh, is it drums and, no, it's trap beats, and it's like, no guys, what are you doing, <laughs> what the fuck happened, I mean, Patrick did his own little solo thing where he recorded everything by himself. 
The dude is a drummer. The dude was a drummer way before he signed out, signed up with Fall Out Boy. He was a drummer, and then he became the singer. So he, he recorded everything, and I really highly suggest you listen to Patrick's um, solo album. It's a really great album, too. Um, and, of course, the other guys did their own little thing. But, um, yeah, uh, it just it doesn't sound the same. It just it, the genuine, like, yeah, we came up with this good shit. And some of their songs don't even have guitar. I mean, it might be just effects, but it's not straight in your face, overdrive, crunch, you know, guitar licks and shit like that. It's just boring crap. And it's like, I know they're supposed to come out with a new album. And I came up with a song with Wycliffe. And I'm like, come on, guys, really? Wycliffe? Not not shitting on Wycliffe. The Fugees and all them, they're fucking great. But Wycliffe. Fall Out Boy with Wycliffe. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started with Fall Out Boy and Wiz Khalifa. That was a fucking thing. And it's like, there's, it's documented. It's fucking documented. I have this, I ha, I, I don't have it personally, but there's this app website that I, I, uh, I subscribe to that shows nothing but like concerts and documentaries and, and shit like that. And that's on there. That's a horrible piece of shit. Wiz, the boys of Zummer with Fall Boy and Wiz Khalifa. You have to be fucking shitting me. I mean, and not that long ago, like, I think the year before, it was Fall Out Boy and Paramore. And I was like, oh, my God, that's an even greater lineup. That's a better lineup than that bullshit. But now I'm just fucking ranting. And now you're uninterested. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get very passionate because I this is one of the bands that I fucking love that I grew up listening to. And now they just sound like hot garbage. And it's like, guys, you have no shame in yourself, guys. What happened to you guys? You know, you lost your your street cred. You lost your edge. But who knows? I mean, the same thing happened to Panic at the Disco. I mean, I'm sorry, Brendan, the solo Brendan band, whatever you want to fucking call it. I enjoyed Death of a Bachelor. I thought that was a great album. I enjoyed... Um, the, the album that came before it, I forgot the name of it. It escapes me. But, you know, when Brendan went, when Spencer left the band because he had to go to rehab, um, of course, Brendan took over. And like the first two albums that he did were like, okay, they're fucking great. And I've seen, I've seen Panic at the Disco three times. Once with Fall Out Boy. Second by themselves at the, at the uh, House of Blues, which was great with the colorist. And um, third time I saw them again, but they were headlining their own tour. And I think they were with. Um, I forgot the name of that group, Walk the Moon. And I think they were called Youngblood Hawk or something like that. I forgot. I'm sorry, but that was who we were the tour with. And I was in the front row for that show, too. And I lost my fucking voice. And side note, I ended up losing my job at Target that same year or that same night. So. Um, that's a little in, inside, uh, information for people who don't know. <laughs> it's funny. I, w I started my new job. I called my, my, I called my job target cause I was working at target and I told him, Hey man, I can't come in tonight. Um, I have something I have to take care of. I had already put in my two weeks notice 
And I was thinking, you know, hey, they're going to be like, okay, it's fine. You know, he's going to come into work tomorrow, you know. And then, like, a couple of days later, I'm like, wait, when the fuck did I get let go? You know, and I really think it was some, it was a personal thing that somebody had. They took it personal, and they're just like, well, fuck it. We're just going to let him go. And I'm like, really, guys? You kind of liked me a lot? So why are y'all treating me like shit? But anywho, um, yeah, that same night, that's when I went to go see Panic at the Disco, and I lost my fucking voice. And it was a great show. And then Brendan got his his forehead and his brain got bigger than it usually is. And um, yeah, then he recorded that piece of shit that came out like last year or two years ago. Hey, look, Ma, I made it. Really, dude? This isn't. No. It's like I hate that Brendan is dragging Panic's name in the fucking mud because he's like, I'm the sole member. I can do what I fucking want. And it's like. Didn't change the name, dude. Panic at the Disco was something you made with your friends. That you had a great time recording with Ryan and Spencer and John. Well, John came after um, Pretty Odd. But, you know, you had a great time with those guys. And then musical differences, of course, because it was probably fucking him. Started talking shit. And, um, yeah, I don't even know where this episode is going anymore. I just realized something. I'm just talking about fucking emo bands. Um, but anywho, yeah, I seen, uh, I seen Panic at the Disco like three times and stuff like that, but I don't know. It just makes me sad. I wish he would just change the name of the band or of his group and just call it just the, just call it Brendan Yuri. Just make it solo. And it's like, yeah, you still, you can play, um, Panic at the Disco songs, you know, because you know, you wrote some of them or you helped out, but don't don't call yourself panic at the disco anymore. And it's like a lot of people do agree in the community. They do agree. But of course, he's not because it's a name. It's a brand panic at the disco. It's been a brand for 15 years. That's going to make him his money. So it's like, what am I going to do? You know, until Brian Ross and Spencer and John get back together, which he wants nothing to fucking do with them. It's never going to happen. So, uh, a boy can dream. But my chemical romance got back together, so that's good enough. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I was actually supposed to just do a short episode because I really didn't feel like doing it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going a little bit longer. I'm not going to go two hours anyways. So, it might be like an hour and a half. Anywho, um, I think I kind of hit all the points. That I was going to talk about this this episode. Uh, let me double check and see. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about Idiot of the Fucking Week. I know a lot of radio shows got shit like that. We're just going to call it Idiot of the Fucking Week. So, uh, yesterday, I'm on Facebook and I'm scrolling down. And I see, uh, I think it was ABC 13 or... Uh, NBC or CBS, whatever, one of those ch- channel 11 or whatever bullshit um, had reported that somebody broke into the National Museum of Science. Um, a museum of natural science. I don't know why I said it like that. Natural Museum of Science. What's natural? What's a natural museum? You know, so they broke into the museum and I started reading the article and I was like, oh shit, they must have stole something, you know, because it's like if anybody... And Houston or anybody that's traveled to Houston 
and has gone to the Natural Science Museum, you see a lot of priceless artifacts, especially when you go to like the gems and the rubies and the stones and stuff like that. That's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And of course, other things too, like moon rocks and shit like that they have in the museum. So I'm reading and I'm like, I wonder what they fucking stole. And then I started look reading down and then I realized that they stole the fucking ATM. They stole money out of the ATM. They broke into the um, the butterfly exhibit. And um, yeah, there's an ATM there. And that's what they broke into. And I was like, how fucking stupid can you? How stupid are you to break into the, the Museum of Natural Science just for the ATM? I mean, I don't I feel like this is how the conversation went. It's like, hey, dude. We need some fucking money. Yeah, we do. You know, this shit is not really, it's not really helping. The pandemic's bad. Um, what do you want to do? Well, I, I remember the Natural Museum. I mean, this, the, the Science Museum has an ATM. You could be onto something. So, yeah, we're going to break into the, the, the Science Museum and we're going to steal money from the ATM. Knowing somewhere in the back of their head is like, Dude, why don't you just steal something from the rubies? And then the other part in the back of their head is like, no, you dumb fuck. We can't do that. They'll find out. So I feel like one of them said, well, why don't we just go steal one of those things? And I know for sure he's like, don't be a dumbass. We're just going to go steal the ATM. Never mind you, all these millions and billions of dollars of worth of stuff in the museum. Let's just go steal the ATM. Let's go break in. Let's go see some butterflies first. And then let's go steal money from the ATM. They end up getting caught. And I, I just really think that's a fucking idiot. It's like, dude, you could have made million. You could have stole something that was worth millions of dollars. But you stole something that was probably like $500 in a fucking ATM. What a dumbass. That's an idiot of the fucking week. Okay. So getting closer to our show. And I know I was going to say that I was going to talk about Mother's Day and stuff like that towards the end of the show. So I want to dedicate this part of the show to all of the mothers who have stepped up in however way they had to. Be it you a single mother, be it a working mother, you know, when the you know, be it somebody who's at home, somebody who who didn't have a mother, you know, and they're getting raised by their grandmother or, or aunts or something like that. And, you know, to all the mothers out there, we, as your children or whoever, you know, you are a big part of our lives. Um, especially for me, for my mom. My mom has always been there for me, even growing up younger, uh, when I was younger. I felt like my mom was like the smartest person ever. Like I would ask my mom questions and I would like, she would just, she would say shit. And I was like, what? That blew my mind. Like, I remember one thing I remember telling my mom was like, mom, does it rain everywhere? Like when it rains, like I used to think that it would rain like all around the world. Like, a, like if it would rain here, it would rain around the world. She was like, no. And then she would tell me and I was like, no. I used to think like that too, but no, you only rains in certain parts because of this and this and that. And then I learned about it like in science class later on. 
And I was like, wow, mom's fucking smart, you know? Um, but my mom has always been there for me. She's always stepped up. Um, she's helped me out with a lot of things. Um, even when I was doing homeschooling, she would, she'd help me out. Um, my mom's a hard worker. She, she puts up with a lot of shit that she has to deal with. The same thing I have to deal with, with these same people. Cause we both work for the school district, but she puts up with stupid shit and I have to put up with the same stupid shit too. So, and, um, I really think I get that non-confrontational side from my mom because my mom is not somebody who's going to tell you, well, fuck off, you know, she'll, she'd be like, oh, okay. And then later on, she'll just talk shit and just say whatever. So I really think I get that from my mom and maybe some other family members too. But, um, my mom works hard. My mom's going to do with a lot of shit. Um, I have a lot of great memories with my mom. Um, when I was going to, well, first off, I, I was in private school. And when you, when I say private school, I'm not saying like private school where you had to wear a uniform and shit like that. And you, they pay all this money. No, I call it a private school, but it was, it was a Christian school. And, um, uh, I think for like for my seventh grade, seventh grade, she was working there. So, um, I got to spend a lot of time with my mom sometimes too. <laughs> and I would actually get out of class. It would, it was, I think about it now. I think it's so fucking hilarious how my, my teacher who she was also a great teacher. Um, she's really cool. I had built a really good relationship with her. Uh, we bonded through like sports and baseball. Cause at the, when I was in seventh grade, I wanted to be a baseball player and I thought, yeah, I can do it. And then when I got to high school, I was like, no, I can't do this. Uh, no, it's not seventh grade. I'm sorry. Eighth grade. Yeah. Cause I just went to high school. Um, yeah, I bonded with her and she was great. But, um, like I said, my mom worked in the kitchen at the school and our school was really, 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 really small. So, um, <laughs> there would be days where I would just like, Hey, can I go down to the kitchen and just hang out with my, can I, I didn't say hang out with my mom. But I was like, can I go down to the kitchen and ask my mom something? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. So I go down there and I would just be down there for like the rest of the fucking day. Um, and nothing. I would just help her out because it's like, she was only one person. She didn't really have like a, like a staff or anything. So I'd help her set up the table, put up the tables, vacuum and shit like that. So I would get out of class early just to go do that. Cause they would understand her like, Oh, it's his mom. You know, he's going to help out. And it's not like I'm the first one. Cause there was also, you know, other people's moms that worked there and they got to do the same shit. But, um, yeah, my mom has always been there for me. I, you know, I appreciate what she's done even till now. You know, I know sometimes we can butt heads and, and stuff like that because, you know, obviously I'm just like my mom at some, in some ways. And we, like I said, we butt heads and we, we disagree and we say stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't trade my mom for anybody. And no, I wouldn't trade her for the most uh, smartest mom. I wouldn't trade her for somebody who, who's a millionaire. I wouldn't trade her for any of that. I, I, I appreciate, I would rather have my mom than anybody. My mom can make good food. She, she cooks great food, tasting food that she's learned from my grandmothers and it's it's like you know that expression you say that nobody can cook your mom 
I take that to heart because it's like, it, it's kind of, it's, it's like, damn, I kind of want to date somebody or marry somebody that could cook like my mom or, you know, and it's like, cause I'm going to miss that shit. I miss my grandmother next door who, who used to make tacos for me and food and like that. I miss that. And it sucks. Cause like, I don't have that anymore. None of us do. None of my family members do, but it's like, I still have mom. So it's like, if I can find somebody that I can cook like my mom, I'm done. Even though my girlfriend, she tries, she does what she can do. I, I appreciate that. But she knows that's like my mom's food, no matter what. And she cooks and she, she does it. She's like, I'm making this, I'm making that, you know? And I know I'm like, I'm like, sometimes she, she deserves a break. Don't cook for yourself, you know, eat. That's why a lot of times I kind of buy food for myself to eat. Cause it's like, I don't want mom to like cook and shit like that. She can do that if she wants to later, but yeah. Um, I, like I said, I wouldn't try my mom for anybody. And I appreciate all she's done and what she does now still. Um, it sucks now because it's like she got, she didn't get demoted, but she was working. She was actually working where I was working at first in that warehouse. And then they moved her to, well, not at first, but she was working at our headquarters, HIC headquarters. And then she moved over there to where I was at. She was there for a while and then she moved back and then they closed down the kitchen over there and now she's going to be working at school and it's like, um, my mom's been doing this for like 13 years because she actually started working at HSD when I went to high school. So it's kind of like, it's been a while and it's like, I really don't want my mom dealing with those stupid ass people that in the kitchen, not seeing all of them because a lot of, there's a lot of great kitchen managers that I, I, I've met through different routes and they're great people. They're great ladies. But some of the staff is just like eh. some of the, the, ki- the kitchen managers and the kitchen staff at my schools. They're awesome people. Great people. I have good relationship with them, but I know some of them out there can be horrible. And it's like, nah, I don't want my mom dealing with that shit. So, um, who knows what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, uh, I know my parents don't listen to my shows, but um, if they do, it's like I, I wish my mom a happy Mother's Day. And of course, you know, I also wish my grandmother, my grandmothers, well, one of them is not here anymore, but both my grandmothers a, a happy Mother's Day. My aunts, of course, uh, my cousins who have kids, uh, my girlfriend's mother. Um, and my girlfriend's aunts too, you know, I, I'd see them as, you know, I, I, I enjoy hanging out with them. They, they're, I'm very close with them and stuff like that. So I, I see them as motherly, um, people too. So, um, but everybody else too, you know, have, have, um, if you can hug your mom, tell your mom, I love you. Um, give her your crappy gift that you picked out for her and just, yeah, spend the time with her. Mother's Day, but every day is Mother's Day, really. I mean, that's the whole cliche thing we all say. You know, every day is Christmas. Every day is no. Every day is Mother's Day because every day, your mom is always doing something that's special, and out of her way just to help you. You know, I'm fucking grown, but she still feeds us, me and my brothers, and it's like, 
you know, she don't have to do that. She can just be like, fuck it, y'all can go and make food yourself. But she still gets up, buys food, cooks it, prepares it, and all that. And she don't have to. So, um, I am home, like, like the meme, she's the real MVP. So, um, like I said, I wouldn't trade her for anything. So now we are at the end of the show. And, um, before I go, um, I, he probably does not listen to this show, but I want to give a shout out to, um, Barry Laminac. If anybody doesn't know who Barry Laminac is, he's a funny comedian and he was on ESPN radio. Um, he recently got let go because of the whole pandemic, you know, they have to make cutbacks and stuff like that. So he got let go at ESPN and it really sucks because, um, the usual suspects that the show he's on, he was hilarious and great on that show. I loved listening to him on that show, him and, and and, and the other guys that are on the show. And it, it sucks that he got let go because without him on that show, it's just like, you don't even want to listen to it. And I, I've seen Barry. The first time I saw Barry was at the So What Fest, which was a couple of years ago. And, of course, he was doing his comedic, comedian, you know, stand-up. And um, I thought he was fucking hilarious. Uh, I forgot when did I see him. I'm not sure. I, th- I think I saw him either. It was in the secret group or... No, 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 no. Okay, so... Everybody, if everybody has been to the secret group, they have that little parking lot behind. They had a tent there, and I remember seeing Barry there, and he was fucking hilarious. And like, I thought about, I was like, man, where's this guy? And you know, I wanted to find him because he, he was from here, and I was like, okay. And then that's not till like later I found he was on ESPN Radio and all that shit. So I started listening to ESPN Radio more, and I started following him and his personal pages and stuff like that. And then I, of course, I've seen him a couple times um, at the secret group. He was at the secret group not that long ago. And he's fucking hilarious. And it's like, I wanted to go up to him and say hi and introduce myself. But it's like, I'm kind of like nervous because I'm like, this dude's fucking awesome. And now he's just a normal guy. But it's kind of like, I kind of want to do that, you know, not be a comedian, but like what he does on radio. And I think that kind of also inspired me to do this podcast because the way, you know, how the usual suspects and um, the blitz and, you know, the show with John Granado and Raheel, who also got let go, which sucks, too, because he's fucking hilarious, too. Um, he has a podcast, too, so, you know, y'all should go check him out. He's pretty funny. He was actually one of the um, the guys on the field for the Roughnecks. Not player-wise, but he would go and he'd, like, interview and stuff like that. So, um, he's cool. He's a cool guy. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to Barry. I really hope... Um, that this kid and he does his like his own little podcast thing now. I think he's like interviewing up like a whole bunch of comedians and sports people and casters and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I know he doesn't listen, but I really wish him well. I can't wait to see him when he uh, does his comedy shows again because I'm I'm really hoping he does like his own show at the Secret Group. I've asked him before. I'm like, hey, how come you never do a, sh- a skit? You know, a show at the Secret Group. He's like, he's always getting asked, but he's kind of like, uh, he's always doing shows in like. He's traveling. He goes to Kansas. You know, he goes here. He goes there. Whatever they're calling him. He does private shows and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really hope the best for him. I, I watch some of his his videos that he does with his his friends and stuff like that. And um, like I said, yeah, I, I hope he lands on his feet somewhere. And I really hope that they hire him back as soon as all this crap 
uh, with the whole COVID-19 bullshit. I really hope they hire him back and all the other guys that they let go because that's what made the show great. So shout out to Barry Lemonek. I know he doesn't listen to my show. I know he doesn't even listen to podcasts, but shout out to Barry. I think you're fucking awesome. Uh, maybe one day we can, maybe you can be on my show one day. That'd be freaking cool. <sighs> Anywho. So, um, just as the FYI, I will not be doing episode next week because I'm going to be praying, preparing for my big show that I'm going to be doing on the 23rd, which I know I've talked about. No, 22nd. I'm sorry. 22nd. 23rd is when I upload it. 22nd is when I decide who's my new favorite team. Whose team I'm rooting for. I can't even tell you who I've picked yet or who I've decided because it's just, it's like, I don't even know who to pick. I've gotten a lot of great people give me a lot of great answers, but it's like, I have to, like I said, I have to make my own decision. So next week I will not do an episode because I will be preparing for the week after. And um, yeah, tune in for that episode because like I said, I might try to get some of my friends in here and or maybe another person and just like shoot the shit and then like unveil who I'm going to be supporting now. Because like I said, I'm not support. I'm not supporting the Texans as a team, as an organization either. I'm I'll support some of the players like JJ and Deshaun and Will Fuller. You know, I support those guys because those guys are my favorite players. But I can't support the organization. I can't support Bill O'Brien. I can't support what the McNairs are doing. I can't. I can't. I can't support that bullshit. It's I can't. And if the Texans go all the way to this fucking Super Bowl this year, then I'll fucking eat my words. But they haven't been at all. So they barely can get past the fucking second round. They haven't got past the second round. It's like, oh, look, first round, we're good. Second round, uh, yeah. Everybody knows what happened in Kansas City in January. Yeah, I don't, I, no, I was done with that. I was fucking done. And then after they traded um, DeAndre, I was just like, Mm-mm. yeah, I'm done with this team. So I know a lot of people have called me a bitch and a fucking fake and shit like that. I'm like, bro, I've been with the team for like, a long time. That's not my fault that I I want to I'm gonna jump fucking ship. It's a sinking ship, man. It's like the fucking Browns are probably better than we are, and everybody hates the Browns. The Browns are horrible, but you know. Um, anywho, like I said, I'm gonna pick the team that I'm gonna be supporting now. It's kind of neck and neck. Not really gonna say who because I kind of wanted to be a surprise, and. Um, yeah, I know. I might. I don't know. I it's weird. I don't even know what to say. So, anywho, like I said, tune in for that episode on the twenty third. That's when I upload it. But um, yeah, no episode next week. I'm gonna give myself a break. Um, was I think it's gonna? This is like episode fourteen. I think. Um. Uh, before, I think before. I think maybe episode 30. I've been thinking about oh, before that. I've been thinking about taking a break. I'm not saying like stop doing the show, but um, I think this episode is only this season's only going up to 30 episodes. And then once 30 is done, I'm going to take like a month off. 
so then I could get um, things, some stuff cleared. That's probably going to be during the summer, maybe like May or June. I think I have maybe like in June, I'll have like July off and stuff like that. Um, just give me some time to, you know, do some stuff, figure out the new format of the show, what I want to do new add new things take out some stuff you know every just set everything make it everything organized and clean and shit like that because i know some people like listening to me like this and un, raw and stuff like that and just all over the place but i know some people have given me advice and say maybe you should you know try to find your audience and try to do something different so you can get more people and I thought about it and it's like, yeah, I think after 30 episodes, after the season two is done, I'm take a month off and then come back and just be ready for season three. Um, so maybe, you know, hopefully people will continue to listen to my past episodes and kind of like, oh, you know, what's new, you know. Um, but anywho, uh, I keep saying this at the end of the show and it should be the end of the show. I was not even supposed to go this long, but... I went longer than I have before, and that is what she said. So, um, I really appreciate everybody listening to my show. It's been great. Um, really hope this shit stops. It's because COVID bullshit. Anywho, uh, this is Inside the North Side. Um, stay safe, stay clean, you know, wear your mask, guys. And I'll see y'all. And like I always say, God bless and peace and happy Mother's Day to everybody out there.